Welcome back to the Nethercast. I am Cyborg, and I am joined, as always, by one member of the Nethercast. <laughs> and that is Razor. And then we are also joined by a special guest, a returning guest, and his name is Smokeman. We're trying to get more guests on leading up to the game, as we did with MKX, and I don't believe we had Smokeman on yet in the lead up to Injustice so far, so how you doing, buddy? Okay. Doing fine. You? <laughs> he says he's doing fine. <laughs> Excitement is that his mounting. <laughs> Please get excited. <laughs> okay, but uh, we do have a lot to cover today. It, uh, Temp is out of town, so he will not be joining us today, and... Shadowloo is MIA, so not sure what's going on with him, but hopefully he is safe and in and in a, in a good in a good spot. <laughs> I don't know what to say there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we will carry forth this week with the three of us and cover all the news. We have character breakdowns to go over of Bane, Captain Cold, and the Flash. Um, we have a premiere skin showing of. Reverse Flash, though we did see him in a trailer before. We actually got to see about six seconds of him standing still. And his intro, I suppose. And then we had the Shattered Alliances Part 4. As well as various other little tidbits from the week. But let's just jump right into it. This is episode 60, the big 6-0. And hey, if this is your first time tuning in, check us out some uh, more here. We got a lot of other content here, so like the video, subscribe. Check out the Facebook group. It's a closed group. It's not a. It's not the Facebook page. We do have that. So if you're liking it, you're in the wrong place. Though we do appreciate that as well. It's something that you have to click to join. You ask to join. It's a closed Facebook group. If you ask to join, I will go ahead and accept you. That way you can join our community. We have a nice little community that talks on the daily on Facebook. So definitely check that out if you're into discussing injustice with a group of people on there. Anyways. So starting off, we had first was, actually, let's tackle one of the questions that were answered before we get into Captain Cold, who was the first one that shown off. And one of those questions that was answered, actually, was, will there be, or can you separate abilities from the stats on the gear? Can you turn one on and the other off, or do they have to go in sync with each other? Unfortunately, the answer was, they either both have to be on or they both have to be off, which... That's disappointing. That was actually one of my questions, and I've I've seen other people ask it as well. And yeah, that's something I really wanted to know coming out of the beta is I wanted to be able to use the abilities, but I didn't want the stats to be on. Unfortunately, it looks like it's all or nothing, which is how it was in the beta. So that's slightly disappointing because I don't want to use stats, but there's so many abilities in the game that change up the way the characters play. It's like, I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and play with stats or just use nothing so then it's just the base characters at their very core levels which means you're losing a lot of the differences of the characters the kind of building them the way you want and using some of their cooler moves honestly quite honestly what do you guys think yeah it, that's that's a bit of a bummer it seems like these abilities are just a waste of time and money now like yeah just the thing it. is the thing is a lot of people are going to be going for the uh the whatever they call the mode where it turns everything off yeah i think ranked or whatever i don't know yeah i think since it's it's the it's that way during ranked which is the big deal and then there's obviously tournaments that are going to follow that same pattern is they're going to have both of them turned off so with that being the case the tournament crowd's not going to use them and anybody that wants to seriously play in ranked isn't going to use them because they obviously want to be able to practice with the character that they are in the character style that they can actually use online for that. And I just, I mean, I understand that in ranked why it wouldn't be as such. That's fine if you want to have them both turned off. That doesn't really bother me. I'm not a big ranked guy and I'm not going to be playing any tournaments. So really all that I wanted was in customs, you know, in online matches and customs, custom created lobbies. Uh, private matches any of those why can't you choose the option to have one turned on while the other is turned off i 
ultimately that's all I cared about is if we do our own King of the Hill, why can't I adjust that option? I don't really see why that's not an option, but they said they go hand in hand. So that's unfortunate. I feel like that's something simple that they could, you know, allow the player to toggle on or off, but I guess, I guess not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, every time I watch one of these streams and then they show the, uh, like, the optional special moves, I'm like, ooh, I want that one and that one. Like, I, I have it in my head already what my build's gonna be. And then, and then we're gonna get to the game, and it's gonna be like, there are people who are gonna want to play without the stats, because those, you know, you've got a piece of armor that makes all your damage, like, however many hundred points higher than my defense, and it's like, well, this isn't a fair fight anymore. Like, I don't want right. to... You're unbalancing things with it your... Because, you, uh, like, there are people there are people who will just equip whatever has the best numbers, and then there's going to be me, who just wants the dress-up aspect. Right. So I'm going to pick, like, not optimized pieces, because they look good. But there's that option, and that's where I think this kind of really comes into play, is there's that option when you use source crystals to take a piece that you really like the look of and take a piece that has the best stats for you and combine them so that way you keep the look, but you get the good stats. And to me, I almost wonder if that's part of the reason why they won't allow that option for us, that it's either all or nothing, is because they think that ultimately, yeah, you're going to have your tournament crowd that do not use it at all, but then most people online will end up using it just because I would say a large portion of the casual players don't really care about rank they're just going to want to play they'll rather play player matches if it comes down to it and be able to use all the special moves in the game to have fun and ultimately be in that boat where hey i like the look of this one but i like the stats of this one so how do i get that to happen source crystals now i really hope it's not just source crystals that allows that because as far as i'm aware i don't know if you can actually earn them in the game i don't know if that was ever confirmed or not but if you have to pay just to get armor to look the way you want and have good stats that's that's not cool i mean it's still it's still dependent on the luck of unlocking a piece with high numbers as you play though so like there are going to be people who have just luck of the draw better pieces than each other when they're playing online right that's i don't know i don't really like it yeah it's definitely not cool um i yeah, I'm like, gonna... I, I need every advantage I can get when I'm playing you guys because you're better at games than I am. And that's kind of where the stats can be good is, you know, you could naturally give your friend a handicap if you want. So that way he has a better, you know, he's doing more damage without, you know, so you're say you are playing somebody that's on a lower level than you. You have that you can basic as some games do online, you can establish that handicap right out of the gate, which I'm fine with. But yeah, I'm with you in that. The armor options I'm going to probably want aren't necessary. I'm not going to go for stats. I'm going to go for what I think looks the coolest. So I yeah, I definitely agree that that's unfortunate that that means that sometimes you're just going to be at a natural disadvantage. And that just seems silly to me. But I'm also with you in the sense that a lot of the special moves that are abilities, um, I think, are the coolest ones that they have. And even Temp agreed. He was watching the Captain Cold trailer, which we'll get to and the little ice platform, and some of the other things he was doing. When he watched the trailer, he's like, oh man, I really like that special there. Or, oh, I like that he can do that. But then when it actually came down to the breakdown, sure enough, that those ones that he liked the most about Captain Cold were abilities, which Temp isn't going to use because Temp wants to play online ranked. So he doesn't want to get used to a character that he can't actually rely on because he can't actually play him in rank. So uh, that's just, that's to me, that's not cool. I just don't get that that approach I, I'm, I, I'm in the same boat like it as a bit of a segue I, I was really excited for captain cold like i, I still am because he for me he's he's a he's like a lex luther replacement and lex luther was my main in injustice one and one thing that made lex fun was that he had a really good wake-up option was like a dash when i saw that that cold shoulder move i was really excited because right. he has he's got a good wake-up option and he can zone like like lex luther but that's a gear move for some stupid reason. Like, it makes me wonder, like, if Cold's not as good, like, what if they make that move, like, into his default as a buff? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do any changes like that on characters. And yeah, we can kind of segue into Cold naturally. Um, 
I don't know if they're going to make any changes like that post-launch where they'll make some specials non-abilities. I think once they're abilities, they're probably going to be abilities. One thing I could see them doing is possibly changing their mind down the road and making it something that you can turn on or off in customs at the very least on uh, separately between the stats and the abilities if there's enough fan backlash or enough fans voicing their displeasure on it i just don't think right now that there is i don't think there's a lot of people that are really you know pushing for that i i've seen people pushing for it but it's not something that's blowing up like crazy to get their attention so i don't foresee them changing it at least not in the foreseeable future I believe Max was one that made a video like that coming out of the beta asking for the very same thing, having abilities separated from stats so that you can have one without having to commit to the other. And I agreed 100%. That was one of the things I said in the post-nethercast from the beta is that that's one thing that I really, really wanted because I like the abilities in the game, but I do not want the stats. And it's unfortunate that that is the case. But we'll move on to Captain Cold fully talking about him. I think my reactions when I saw his breakdown was, one, I wish 16-bit was doing the breakdown because uh, mm -hmm. all due respect to LeBaron, LeBaron, if that's how you say his name, he's a longtime NetherRealm member, and dude's always been cool. But he clearly, <laughs> I mean, when, when Tyler or Derek, I can't remember, asked, you know, what type of character Cold is, like what what type of character does he fit, or I don't even remember the exact verbiage, but he's like... What do you mean? <laughs> He's like, he didn't really understand that they were asking, is he a zoner? Is he rushed down? Is he grappler? Is he this or that? So he didn't really understand that. He's the one that designed the character. So clearly he's not super into the um, gameplay aspects of the character in a competitive sense. So he, he either that or he just misunderstood the question. I don't, I don't know. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus by any means. He's a cool dude, but I would have liked to see 16 bit there to break down Captain Cold. Because 16-bit's really good at basically explaining a character's strengths and weaknesses and really selling the character to you. Whereas I don't feel like they did that with Captain Cold. I was cool, no pun intended. I really like his options and I was cool with what they showed. And the character is definitely not what I was expecting in the sense that he's very technical. He lays down a lot of traps and he's got a lot of interesting aspects that make him play different than any other character before. As we mentioned, he's got the shield that he puts up that he can kick at his opponents, which blocks projectiles coming in. He has the big ice cube that he can make land on his opponent, or he can set it down in front of him or however he wants it mid-screen. And the opponent actually can't dash through the ice cube, or, I mean, I'm not even sure if they could jump over it. They have to destroy it or something. I, I saw that. I, the... think, I think they said that they can over it. Gotcha. So then it kind of forces them, yet yeah, then to jump up on it or over it, which in itself is really interesting. Uh, I don't believe another character's had a mechanic like that where they just block part of the arena that you have to jump over like an actual obstacle. I think that's really fascinating. And um, some of the other cool options that he had was he, he has the ice, which were abilities, but he has the ice platforms that he can create. So he can jump up in the air, create an ice platform under him and actually stand up there and do any of his normal moves, it seemed like, because he created his ice shield on top of one of the ice platforms and he also could do an air dash with his gun if he wanted to that was another ability the cold shoulder move like you mentioned before is a ability i like the ice platform mixed with the air dash because then he was making several platforms in the air as he went so he kept like going from platform to platform i thought that's just a really interesting mechanic that's not really been done before that i can think of so yeah i thought that was really fascinating his gun, he could do like projectiles across the screen, that quick freezing punch, quick freeze, quick freeze, and then eventual throw was indeed his throw animation. He had several other things like he could um, freeze at the ground and if he meter burned it, it stayed there as like a trap. So if the opponent stepped in it, they froze. It's it's the cold field. That's a yeah. that's a thing that he's got. That, that's a that's a trademark of his. Yeah, and yeah, the the cold field, like you said, that has uh or it has yeah, that cold aura around him that slow it it doesn't really slow his opponent down that I notice. It it just basically takes health away from them. And then if they stay in it long enough, they freeze, giving him a combo setup. Um so yeah, there was a lot of interesting aspects. Plus his trait, his he had different levels to his trait, like the first level, which each one takes a little bit longer to pull off. So you gotta kinda knock down your opponent and then choose a time to do it. 
where you're not going to get comboed or you place like a block in front of you for support to block you and then uh, set it up and the first level was the ice armor it was like spiky ice armor that hurts the opponent when they attack you and then the second level was the cold aura that it's like a big snow globe looking thing and then the third level which i think is the final level um help me out here what what exactly did he do I it, it was remember. a it was a full screen cold field it went across the screen it, it froze them when it like oh yeah it was the instant freeze you're right yeah so yeah. it's like something where he he you he expends it and he can instantly freeze them in the air or anything basically as long as he didn't freeze them already in the combo it's an instant freeze so it's you got a you got some combo potential there so yeah some really interesting aspects to the character he does not play like i expected but now that i've seen him play like the way he does play i think a premier skin for mr freeze makes a lot of sense because he does not move around like super quickly by any means he's very kind of not i don't want to say tanky because he's not tanky he's not like super slow by any means but a lot of him a lot of his movements are setting up traps and really manipulating the battlefield which i think makes a lot of sense for mr freeze as well i so. still think that maybe some of the animations are going to look really weird on Freeze. <laughs> it's possible yeah i also liked his combos i like that he uses the freeze gun in some of his combos like pushing the one where he's like he does like a mid 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 high and then he uh uses the freeze gun behind him to push forward like with his shoulder into the opponent so there's some really cool stuff like that going on as well did you did you discuss the uh the low freeze the ground freeze no that well that was the one that i mentioned earlier where if he meter burns okay. the ground freeze and they step in it that's what i meant before when they okay. actually step on it they'll freeze uh, but the if he doesn't meet a burn it, it's just, yeah, it's a low that messes with them. It's basically a, an extended sweep because he can do it from just outside of sweep range. He can do it at his opponent's feet to mix him up. So, yeah, there's a lot of options to this character, and he's very tricky. I feel like he's going to be a, a very technical character, a hard one to learn maybe, but he seems like a lot of fun, and he'll be very fun to watch. Razor, your thoughts on him? Uh, Yeah, I'm... I'm really kind of impressed, actually. Like the the cold field, and I mean, I mean, part of it, I am again a little bummed out because some of the moves I liked the best were um, optional. Right. Like, but but yeah, I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing. Like, he doesn't look uh, sub zero-y at all. Like he has his own flavor. Right. So that's absolutely. <clears throat> and. I like um I like the the personality in his animations and stuff. I do wonder if um like he's he's got kind of a cocky uh thing to him. I wonder how much that'll be awkward when it's Mr. Freeze, but <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it'll be Speaking fine. Speaking of like personality, I'm really liking uh his just straight up personality as like, you know, in in intros and stuff. Like right. I'm really digging it. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely, like, they nailed uh, how he is in the comics, I think. Yeah, I still love him sliding down on, like, the dinosaur tail ice track thing. It's very, very awesome. I, I'm a big fan I, of that. I want to play the character almost for that and his super alone. <laughs> Just I, so wasn't, I wasn't too keen on the voice before. Like, I, whenever I read Captain Cold, I always had, like, a more grungy, like, groggy voice to him. But I, I'm learning to like the, the, the new guy. Yeah, it's it'll it'll do the job. Uh my um my only real complaint is that all the gear we saw had a cowl or a helmet. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. just about to mention that. Yeah, cuz he I was really hoping when they showed off his three things of gear like they do all the time for the character breakdowns is I was hoping at least one of them would either have the parka hood up or the the helmet off and they didn't show either of those and now i'm starting to get a little worried that you can't do either of those some of you have alluded to that may not be possible and i was pretty confident that it would be and now i'm like i feel like if the parka hood was going up or the helmet was coming off so you could see his hair i i, I was hoping that that would be something we saw but maybe they're saving it for the game no one really asked for it so to be done at least on the stream so Hopefully you still can do it because I'm not like completely against the way it looks in the game. The helmet, I think the default one looked better than any of the the alternate ones that they showed. I was not a fan of the high tech soldier e Captain Cold that they started showing off. Like he he, he was started like really 
put on a what, ton of high tech armor, like futuristic armor, and I was like, eh, was it not the, so much. Was it the one at the end, like the the, the second set? Well, both of them, yeah. Both sets yeah, beyond his default. All the I, sets just got bulkier. Yeah, like that that second like gear set was fucking bad. It made him look like fucking Roko Bob. Like that's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last one, yeah, made me think of like RoboCop or something. Cause yeah, it, I'm just not a big fan of that futuristic look for him. So I'm really hoping that we still get a parka hood up at the very least. Maybe some classic goggles for him. I don't know. I'm fine with I'm fine with his default appearance. So if, at the very least, I'm fine with that. Plus, I plan on playing mainly Mister Freeze anyways, as long as he looks good. Because um, the uh, premier skins don't get to add armor onto their attire, as far as I'm <coughs> understanding that correctly. Um, so it's just pretty much their premier skin, and that's it. And they get the attri- attributes of the armor that's put on them. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping Mister Freeze looks good. But even still, like I said, Captain Cold at his base form, I'm 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 a fan of. So I just want to see that hood come up. <laughs> Would be nice as an option. But any other thoughts on Captain Cold? It, we did get to see that as super starts as like a stream so it's an ice beam that goes across the screen so i could see some combo potential there where you combo up them up up into the air and catch them as they're falling with that so that's kind of cool um i think we covered everything okay mm-hmm. all right well let's move on to the one that was covered next and that was flash and for the flash um he mostly plays as he did before, they said. He has a few new special moves and a few different uh, changes to some of his combos, but for the most part, he plays the same. Obviously, he has a new super, and we'll get to that. Um, but some of his new special moves, he had, um, he had like, the diving head thing. Like It's like a dive no, that kick, was, but it's... That was, that was gear. That was gear, okay. That was yeah. gear. His he, abilities... He had, uh, oh, he had the shadow he, punch he, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one where he's like faster than his own punches. Yeah, that was really cool where he punches him a ton and then he just kind of stops and does like a nice little pose as his opponent's still getting punched, so reacting to the punches. So that's really cool. Um, he had the teleport thing where essentially it's not really teleporting, but he hits him on the right and then hit, you know, comes from the other side of the screen, hits him from the it's, other side of the screen. Then it's like Smoke's teleport yeah, punch. Very much so. Um, he had that he one. He had the. Uh the uh hand vortexes like the hand nato oh yeah yeah those ones are funny if you meter burn the the teleporty one where he comes from both sides of the screen it knocks him up into a combo starter so that's a nice little bit there and then yeah as you said the hand tornado things which is essentially has the same effect as katana's fan lift in mkx where he'll wave his hands really quickly and they'll go up into that same little motion where they're like laying down in the air like oh so yeah that's kind of interesting to have the, for the flash another one of his abilities offered him a projectile he essentially like kind of does like a little weird little wind up and then throws like a ball of electricity seemingly at his opponent so that was kind of cool um, one of them one of them was like straight up scrap fujin assets like it, it was the one where um the speed NATO thing. Oh, where yeah. He just, yeah, it, it changes his arms tornado into, like, a full-body tornado. Like Kung Lao, yeah, like Kung Lao, where he yeah. spins yeah, spins around, so it's an anti-zoning, or not anti-zoning tool, but anti-air tool. So if the opponent's jumping in on you, and you can um, predict that, basically, or react to it, you can instantly knock him up for a combo. So that was cool, um, for sure. I'm trying to think of anything else. They didn't show a whole lot of new specials. That, like I said, they showed like the four or five that we just mentioned. Supposedly he has a few more. But overall, he's supposed to still play similar to he did, as he did in the last game. And um, his super, obviously, I think we're all probably fans of that. That super was amazing. <laughs> yeah. The thing is that, like, three years ago, when I was thinking of some ideas for Reverse Flash... Yeah. I literally had that same fucking super move idea, like <laughs> dinosaur and everything. Interesting. And the fact that I can use that with reverse flash makes me pretty fucking happy. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was a tremendous super. I love the Sphinx nose and then the going to uh, hit him right into a T-Rex and then, yeah, ultimately hit it, throwing the guy right into himself was a fantastic <laughs> ending. Made me laugh and... Definitely one of the best ones in the game, if not the best. So very, very awesome super. Um, and then they showed off some gear as well. 
which a lot of it was high tech speedster bicycle helmet like type of not not digging it yeah no more, more bulky armor <laughs> just gonna stick with the default maybe yeah. i'll change the logo so it has a white back that's about it <laughs> yeah his his default looks so good so i mean can't really complain there but yeah his uh his other stuff that they showed off was okay i didn't hate it but yeah i would i would stick with the default his default looks so damn good in this game so what? they pretty much nailed it right out of the gate one of them looked like armored daredevil from the 90s <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah they had some color schemes for him like a blue and gold and stuff like that so well the one the one that like they 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 called it like looking like a race car, and yeah. I was like, no nah, man, that's that's Adam Strange. That's not even the Flash anymore. <laughs> that's a spaceman. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like when when they said that when they said that, I was thinking like, well, that's Booster Gold's thing with the with the promotions and shit all over his costume. Yeah, like, but I I don't know I don't know it, it's fine. We don't need to worry about the gear. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah sure. definitely good stuff there, and um, that pretty much did it for the Flash. But they did show off the premiere skin of Reverse Flash, and they only really showed him like standing around. They showed the intro for about ten seconds, and then they just kind of switched. They didn't really show him doing a whole lot of gameplay, probably because it's the same as Flash's, so they didn't want to repeat themselves. But man, I, I do got to give him credit. I wasn't super excited for Reverse Flash being shown off because we had already seen him in the trailer at the very least, so we knew what he looked like in-game. But now we actually got to see him in a match, and his model does look really good, I gotta say. I I really liked that intro quote where he's like, I'm every bad day you ever had. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. that's canon. Like, yeah. the Reverse Flash's whole thing is he's such a petty dick that he keeps going back in time and just like, <laughs> remember that time the door was left open and your dog ran away? It was me, Barry. <laughs> Remember the time McDonald's forgot the sauce with your nuggets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's become a meme. So, yeah, that's some good stuff there. I, I love that aspect about the character. When you brought that up, I think, like, a few episodes ago, I thought that was... I didn't know that about the character. I thought that was hilarious. So I think that's a great character trait. Makes me like the character more, for sure. <laughs> He's just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he, could, he could basically end the world. He could shape the world however he wants it, but instead he just wants to mess with Barry. <laughs> that's That's great. Just um, mildly inconvenience him as a child. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of the reason why I love Manta, too. Yeah. So, and then we move on to Bane. Bane was shown off next, and right off the bat, they kind of showed off some special moves. He's got some combo changes. He's He can, I guess, cancel into a dash on one of his, I think it's 2-2-3, two, two, or I don't remember, 1-1-2. One, one, I can't remember what combo it was exactly from Injustice 1, but he can... One one two or two two one. Yeah, it was one one two. One one two. So yeah, he can cancel out of that now into a dash, so he can kind of mess with some spacing there. And if the opponent's predicting it, then he can kind of play around with that. And, um, and then they had he had the elbow oh. drop. Um, trying to remember one, what other stuff. They um they replaced his his uh classic backbreaker with a power bomb. If you meter burn the power bomb, he does an RKO instead. Yeah. But you can switch that back out for the original backbreaker as an optional move. Yeah, he does the tombstone pile driver as well. So yeah, One thing I forgot to mention with the flash is his his round win pose is going to get a drink from Burger King. Oh yeah, that was a great yeah, <laughs> I love that too. He just comes back and, with a cup sipping from it, so it's good. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, and then Bane, um yeah, he had some new specials, like we mentioned, and some new combo differences. His trait, I think, it has a bigger drawback this time around, so he does build up Venom, and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. I mean, at one point, I think at level 3, his super did, like, 80% damage. Like, it was crazy high, but he well, does... They had, um, they had a, uh, a thing equipped, which trades out his armor for more damage. Interesting. And, yeah, he when his Venom goes overloaded, like... He has to have cooldown, and it lasts quite a bit. It lasts more than 10 seconds, and he's really slow, and his damage is very, very little at that point. So it's interesting. So he's got to play kind of a keep-away game at that point until he gets back on the Venom, back on the juice, so to speak. They did show <laughs> that his um, super has been changed to... He does various strikes, a knee in the air, and then does a DDT at the end. And it's like orbital DDT at the end. <laughs> like he, yeah, like it has an orbiting effect coming back down, even though he only was like 
10 feet in the air. He comes down like he's coming from like hundreds of feet in the air. It's great. And then um, he has the gear changing and the shaders, which change his venom color, which I thought looked really good. I liked the glowing yeah, like red and the glowing blue. So some mm. good stuff there. Mm. I will say all the gear they showed, he still has a shirt on. So I'm wondering about that. That, that That's the thing I was about to say with, with, with the venom, like, one of the things I liked about Bane in the first game was that when, when you were trading up, like, his skin turned green like Batman and Robin. Right. So I, I, I really hope that, like, that return, and I'd like to see a blue Bane skin or something like that, but mm -hmm. I guess Loving Banes would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But overall, I'm not really digging Bane, mainly because, like, a straight-up over-the-knee backbreaker is not part of the arsenal. Like, I mean, I feel... you could whip one. Yeah, but that's stupid. Like, I'm not going to use those. Eh. Like, not when I'm playing <laughs> I mean, I really like Bane. I, um, Bane reminds me a lot of MK9 Jax, and yeah. I will probably play a lot of him depending on the inputs. It's just like... Like, if they're easy to do, I'm going to have a lot of fun with this character. Yeah, I know Temp uh, I is excited to play him still, I think. Yeah, I, I, it's a shame he's not here because... Yeah, he was really I, I excited. Just, he has a lot of stuff to say about Bane. Yeah, he was excited for Captain Cold and Bane, and he liked the way the Flash looked quite a bit, too, so he would have definitely brought a lot of uh, opinions to the mix here. Um, one other thing that Bane has that I don't think he had before is he has, like, a running charge now. Yeah. So it's kind of like a half-screen charge. <laughs> that That's a gear move. It's yeah. no, well, no, I'm pretty sure that was a regular move. I can't you remember. Sure? I don't even remember. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I thought that was a gear move. I think, I think there might have been a gear thing that changed it in some way, but I'm pretty sure it's a default. And it's well, the running charge, but back. not quite full screen. The running charge is back, but mm. but yeah, um, hmm. Any other thoughts on Bane? But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward actually to seeing all the different. I would I'd be surprised if he doesn't have like every color as a, or at least every main color, so to speak. Obviously, we're not going to get into brick red or anything crazy like that. But <laughs> you know what I mean. Like he's going to have a good degree of colors from the rainbow, etc., for his venom colors. And I think those neon glowing colors that that's those are my favorite colors. Anytime a color is in that neon glowy effect, I think they look really good be it red, pink, blue, purple, green, yellow. I think they're all going to look really good, so I, th I think those look really good. I also really like the way his masks looked in the different the different gear systems. I like how the second version that they showed off, it had the, the, like the more classic-looking mask in the sense that his eyes had those uh, kind of points going up around them, so I like that a lot. I like his mask for sure. Mm -hmm. I just... I, I just wish that, like, one of the meter burn animations just did a fucking backbreaker. Or if, like, the super ended on, like, a backbreaker from the air or something like that, you know? And one of the things that, that also kind of disappointed me was um, Bane's super startup, like, when it does, like, a close-up on them. It, in the first game, it was, like, the best, because most of them did just did, like, a normal grunt. But Bane just goes like, yeah, and just charges at them. It was so <laughs> cool, and they got rid of that. Yeah. That's eh, fine. It's also so worth noting, I mean, we've, we've talked about this before, but Bane is a lot smaller than he was in Injustice 1. I mean, he's slightly bigger than the opponent he's facing. Like, he was slightly bigger than Flash. It was noticeably bigger, but it, he wasn't, like, hulking over him like Grundy or anything crazy yeah. like that. So Thank interesting God. that they yeah, decided to take that approach, and it's also I, it's interesting that they didn't have like his venom grow him in size or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean that pretty much covers it for Bane, and for the most part, the stream. I don't think they really. I mean, they showed off the background where it's called the prison where Superman's being held. Not really much to say about that. It looks decent. Um, trying to think. Uh, yeah, so that pretty much covers that. That, but then we did have what I think is probably the best trailer they've ever done, at least in a story-type story, type story uh, trailer. I really like the Society trailer that they released today. The Shattered Alliances Part 4, I thought, was really, really awesome. Your guys' thoughts? 
Uh, I really liked that trailer too. There's there's a lot of stuff in there that's um really interesting, like um Scarecrow on that like I don't know that swamp boat, and he's got some guy shooting machine gun with him, like some henchman. I liked um. There's a little scene of I guess Batman and Superman are gonna end up on the same side again because they're like removing a uh, cloth from the Justice League's uh, round table. Right. And uh, there was like... there was a bunch there was a bunch of stuff about like there's some scene in story mode apparently where Deadshot shoots the Flash in the ankle and they're all trying to kill the Flash. Yeah, I feel like that one where he's where they tear the cloth off of the Justice League. I'm really hoping this is not a Superman redemption story we're looking at. Because, I mean, I, after I, reading I, the I, comics, I hope, <laughs> he's not redeemable to me. Do, I, I hope that if they do end up like, we have to join forces again because it's the only way to beat Brainiac, I hope that ends with Superman dying. Well, yeah. Because no, that's the only way I'd really accept it. Like, that's I'm not the only okay way. Yeah. That's with the, the only guy way. who shot lasers through Shazam's face becoming a good guy again. Oh, it doesn't I mean, work. That's only like <laughs> the tip of the iceberg of what this guy's done. After reading it's the true, comics, like, he's you, done so many just irrehensible acts that you cannot take back that even yeah. if he sacrifices himself, even if, even if that's how he ends is he ends his life saving the planet or everyone else. I'll be like, well, that was nice of him, but he's still a douche. Like yeah, <laughs> I can't, for me. you can't undo that. Like <laughs> there's no redeeming himself. He can just like, he can make himself look a little less crappy is all, but he's yeah. still at the end of the day coming in the negative. So I'm not, I'm really hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping this is purely, like you said, this is what I expect is that is going to happen very early on. I expect we're going to get something like a Batman, Superman, or a insurgency regime society team up against Brainiac. Like they all have to team up and settle their differences. But then maybe you see the society double cross the rest of them and eventually Superman has to sacrifice himself. Like, ah. I, I feel like that's really predictable, as we're all already guessing is going to happen, so I really hope that's not the case. I mean, the first game was fairly predictable, too. I don't think they're really, like, going for twists and turns with these games. And I don't know that twists and turns are necessarily something you need. Like, I've always, like, when MK9 came out, my whole big complaint was, like, all these things they've done to change the story are just cheap shocks. You watch it one time, and then it's not a shock anymore where's the impact? Like, it's only good for one playthrough, and then it becomes a really bad story. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm not I'm not a big proponent of surprise as a storytelling technique. Like, unless you're making a horror movie, in which case the whole point is the jump scares. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, for a superhero story, I don't know. They usually are predictable, and that is not a problem to me. But... The thing for me is, like, even on top of all this, the shit he did in the comic right. and the shit he did, all the people he killed in the game, right. the thing that keeps, like, for me, yeah. and I wonder if NetherRealm themselves even, even remembers they wrote this, but at the end of the first game, after he kills Lex and Shazam, yeah. Superman says fuck it, I'm just going to destroy a city. That'll learn them to obey. <laughs> yeah. You can't oh, then say, yeah. I'm doing this to protect people anymore. You can't keep making that argument. And yeah. he still is making that argument in the trailers for the new game. And I'm like, the fuck is going on? Yeah, there's... Just after the comics and the game and everything, that's why there's no redeeming this guy. And I honestly feel very similar about Hal. I feel like <laughs> Hal obviously isn't even nearly to Superman's level, but he's done a lot of death, like just disgusting stuff as well with the other lanterns, everything he's done well, with the other lanterns. It's hard for me I to think... forgive him for that, but at least he's not, he's not nearly to the Superman level. The thing is Hal already has a history of going bad and being forgiven. Yeah. Like it seems to be a, a thing. Right. And I mean, it seems like his redemption happens off screen. So we just have to go along with it. And I'm like, and he's going to be like, hey, the Guardian said I could have the ring back, so... Yeah. <laughs> like, well, well, maybe they're idiots. <laughs> but yeah, coming back to the trailer, we did get to see a lot of Scarecrow, 
uh, in his non-fear gas form. So I thought that was interesting. I think he looks his mask is cute. I think it looks cool. I honestly do. I mean, yeah, it's it's no like Arkham Knight or anything like that, or even Arkham Asylum in the way it's styled. I always felt the Arkham games went a little too far with like the Freddy Krueger needle glove and shit like that. Yeah. Like, I don't need that. Just and, spray gas at people. Yeah, in uh, this, he's definitely just wearing his lab coat. He's still got the noose on, and he's got yeah, essentially a burlap sack over his head. Yeah, like, like as long as long as he has like a, a burlap scarecrow mask, and the noose is cool. A hat, I can take or leave, but I'd prefer. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he looks good. Yeah, I think so, too. And it looks like he, um, I mean, obviously it was a society trailer, so it's going to feature a lot of them. But I am really excited for this faction. I don't know, ultimately, what they're going to do, if they're just going to be complete assholes. We don't really get to know where they stand, other than that they want to stop the regime. They're definitely against the regime. They don't want anything to do with the Justice League. They didn't say anything about being anti-insurgency necessarily. They just don't want the, anything to do with the Justice League anymore. They hate it the seems, regime because of everything that they did to the criminals right out of the gate. So, well, It seems it, to me like it's largely Grodd and his guerrilla army want to take over the world. And they got is, more supervillains to help. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. It's like, if they hate the regime, why did they let Catwoman join? Eh, because uh, she's not even really with the regime, at least not yeah, in the comics. Yeah, Batman mentions having a mole in the insurgency, or in the society, I mean, yeah. I think Catwoman is probably the mole. Yeah, well, I'm torn on that. She's, I mean, she'd I be mean, the obvious choice, but then maybe that's there purposely as a red herring. But yeah, she would be the most likely, especially I mean, given other scenes. Or maybe Deadshot is the only other one. Yeah, I can see I mean, that. Because the others are just straight up bad guys. Yeah, to a degree. My point was, why would Grodd even let Catwoman near, since A, she was part of the regime, and they hear the, the regime. Well, Bane he, was part of the regime, too. Yeah. Well, weren't they... Well, he like was... The whole, their whole thing is the regime, the regime had a bunch of villains on a leash, and then once it fell down, those guys were free to do what they wanted. Yeah, Catwoman... So now they want revenge. I mean, I haven't played the game in forever, so feel free to explain this to me, because now that we're done reading the comics, now I finally understand why Catwoman's on... Uh, she's not even on the regime, though. That, that's my question in here, is she never was really, like, 100% like, Superman's the right guy in all of this, and I support him 100%. I thought she, at least in the comic sense, she only went to Superman to begin with, and somewhat, and I use this in quotations, betrayed Batman, only to protect him to so that Superman... Uh, she basically gave away Batman's hideout, the insurgency's hideout, in favor of keeping Batman alive. She made a deal with Superman that he would not kill Batman. And obviously, that's a bad deal for her to make, but at the same time, she was doing it for the right reasons. Is she, is she like, following but, Superman around, taking down the insurgency herself? Is that something she's doing? But, but Grodd wouldn't know that, he, that she joined for Batman. And even then, even then... Well, yeah. Who, who doesn't know that Catwoman and Batman are fucking? Yeah, but I mean... Well, the whole thing in, in Justice 1 was every time Batman and Catwoman ran into each other, Batman was like, fuck off, you betrayed me, so... Yeah, well, that's my point, though. Is she is she really with the regime, or did she just give out the insurgency's hideaway in, in favor of Bruce being kept alive? Is she, she was, is she rolling she with the regime like she's or with anything? the regime in the game. Okay, well, I think that's she, just... She joined yeah. the regime to protect Bruce, and Bruce didn't appreciate it, so now she's stuck in the regime. See, that's the kind of frustrating part for me is obviously the comics and the games don't completely line up as much as they're trying to make it so. They don't have all their ducks in a row, so to speak. So there's those little inconsistencies because in the comics, that's how I... it ends is she she gives up Batman's hideout purely to keep him alive. That That's all she does. She's not saying anything about thinking Superman's right. She doesn't agree with any of it. She thinks they're all being stubborn assholes that need to just talk things out instead of she's just sick of people dying. She's sick of seeing her friends die and all the other people die and all the casualties from this. So she just wants to see an end of it. She does not. She was not pro Superman at any point during the comics. So that's why I'm a little. Yeah, but there's there's no there's no neutral ground. If you go to Superman, now you work for Superman. I guess. Yeah, exactly. I guess. That's, yeah. So. Why would Grodd even bother with Catwoman, is my question. Because we don't the same know. reason he's bothering with Bane. All the villains who worked for the regime are considered to have been doing it against their will because they had no choice, and now they want revenge against Superman for making them work for him. And, that's, the, I mean, that's one of the goals of this society. And, and I mean, I'm sure the game hopefully will explain that, or at least the comics. 
I at least expect the comics to explain these characters because the comics from what I've gathered are a lot better at explaining a lot of these little details, at least for the comic's sake. I don't know if they're going to line up with the game's reasoning, but um, yeah, I don't know. And continue on with the the trailer, though. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff teased. Um, I don't. I don't even know if the society's really killing anybody, though. They don't really explain that because they, they have Flash taken down by Deadshot and Captain Cold. And they had a couple other people seemingly being taken down. And each time they're taken down, they don't really show them going for the kill or anything. They're just there capturing them. So what's the ultimate game plan? Well, these are trailers. Like, they're right. not going to give everything away. Sure. And the other thing is, like, the big scene we keep seeing where Grodd's giving the speech, he's giving it to an army of gorillas. Right. What do you do with an army? You you attack cities. Sure. It doesn't mean they're killing, though. They could just be capturing. They could be overtaking, so to speak. I don't know. I, I, I don't. Basically, what I'm getting at is I don't know what the society's uh, modus operandi is. Is there? Do they have rules to it? I mean, is Captain Cold just going around murdering people all of a sudden? Is he just taking bitches left and right without any sort of care? Like, that's well, where I'm, I'm not really sure what's going on. Is Catwoman now just murdering people left and right just for the sake of Gorilla Grodd? I highly doubt that, so that's where I'm curious I mean, each, what this each group's of these villains has a Each of the members has a different attitude towards, like, killing. So yeah. I don't know if they'll be on the same page or what. You know, that that, that right. like I said, a trailer can't give everything away. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it was an effective trailer for sure. You've got to see a lot of Scarecrow, a lot of the society doing their work, and it looks like they do play a major role in the story, so I'm happy on that. I, don't, I did not want to see these characters just kind of bitched out, you know, in a little side angle that's there for, like, a part of the game, just for, like, a small portion of it. I, I'm glad to see them seemingly have a lot of cutscenes to them. One thing I am hoping for, though, since we do pretty much can assume that we are getting a Mr. Freeze skin. I'm hoping Mr. Freeze is part of the insurgency because if, if, um, or at least in story, whether he sides with whoever, it's kind of doesn't really matter to me. I, obviously I would think it would be really cool if he teamed up with the insurgency for whatever reason. I'd hate to see him with the society just for the, Hey, another, another villain in the society. I liked seeing the shades of gray between each team. Each team has some criminals and heroes on it for various reasons, fighting for a different cause. I think is interesting to me. Sure, sure, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was a hell of a trailer. I th like I said, I thought it was my favorite of any trailer they've done in that sense. And story mode looks like a lot of fun. They've sold me on it as well as the comics. So I'm really intrigued by what we're getting in the story. Supposedly it's longer. They said it is longer than Injustice 1's story mode as well as MKX's. I don't know necessarily how long each of those were. Maybe like six hours, seven hours, something around there. They weren't too terribly long. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to play it. And I liked where Deadshot stabbed himself to stab Flash. And lots of stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the ultimate goal is. I want to see who changes sides. I want to see who's on whose side for what reason. And how it all plays out. I mean, like you said, the mole is probably Catwoman. I mean, we've even seen her in other trailers where she's in, like, the back of Batman's Batwing and Superman, like, floats up near him. And she winks at Harley, I believe, when Harley's being captured by the Society. How does Ivy take Harley being captured by the Society? I mean, there's so many aspects and character interactions that I'm dying to see in this game. So I'm really looking forward to the story mode. And I'm looking even more forward to the comics themselves leading into the game because, to me, that's where I feel like we're going to get a lot of our great character interactions especially with the old writer returning tom taylor any yeah other? yeah i'm uh i'm looking forward to seeing what the comic does definitely any other thoughts on the shattered lions trailer smoke man anybody i i just think that in that lineup shot that if you just replace deadshot with manta it'd just look way fucking cooler <laughs> Damn you, <laughs> <Manta>. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm excited for this. I think this looks really good, and I, yeah, I'm intrigued with what happens here. Um, like, I think it's honestly weird how Deadshot is up on stage, considering that he's just a hostage. Eh, I mean, he's part of the group. I don't know. I we'll get more answers 
hopefully in the game itself at why certain people are, or at least in the comics, like I said. Um, one other thing, one little tidbit that's worth mentioning is, I believe, uh, who was that that had that intro? Somebody mentioned Batwoman and Batgirl in their intro. Oh, that was in the Catwoman trailer. Catwoman oh, trailer. Oh my god, don't go. even. I forgot to mention the Catwoman trailer. But don't even what? Tara Strong needs to stop. <laughs> okay. Well, the reason why, reason why I mention it is because the comics, much like Black Canary, has really made me a fan of Batwoman. And Tempa and I are in complete agreement that we would not be against seeing her as a DLC character just because she plays a very prominent role in the Injustice 1 comics. Like, all five years, she's very prominently featured, and she is one of the, like, mainstays remaining few of the insurgency that entire time so seeing her as a dlc character i feel would be completely acceptable based on the comic itself i mean if we're not gonna base the i i guess my mind is being swayed from hey let's just put in characters that people like from comics and making it more like hey let's take the characters from the comic book of in injustice and if there's certain characters in the injustice comics that play a pivotal role you would think they would be more likely for the DLC because, hey, here they are playing a role in this world. They're already established. Let's put them in the game itself so you can play as them. At the very least, and we're both in agreement on this as well, is that we'd really like to see her as a premiere skin, if possible, for Batman or something to that effect, if she's not eligible for DLC for whatever reason. So I'll throw that out there. Obviously, we're still going to do our DLC list and all that stuff <laughs> as time goes on, but... I exactly. have become a fan of Batwoman, so yeah, I like that she was mentioned, especially because on year five, she's kind of left off there, not kind of left on a ambiguous note there, and I'll leave it at that, so I'm not spoiling anybody, spoiling anybody on anything, but to hear her mentioned in the game is a good sign, so I, I would like to see her brought back for Injustice 2's comics, because she was one of the like biggest flag bearers for the insurgency, so why not? Anyways, you're not a fan uh, of Tara Strong. No. She she just her Harley voice. She tends to drop the accent. Yeah. Like randomly, she's not good at keeping it consistent. Yeah. Like in the trailer, uh, I noticed. Like I've never been down on Tara Strong in terms of giggity. <laughs> in terms like, of uh, <laughs> in terms of like I've never like disliked the way what she did with Harley in the Arkham games and stuff like that. I never really thought she did bad, but then in this last trailer. She has like a very brief line. Harley does, and it just does not sound like Harley to me. It sounds at the, yeah, at it the end of the odd. sentence. At the end of the sentence, she gets severe lung cancer. Well, I don't <laughs> know about that, but um, it, it's that bad. It's just like like I, it's bad, man. Like I don't know what else I can say. She needs to stop. <laughs> It's well, progressively I mean, gotten worse. Arlene Sorkin retired. has actual, like, like, smoking has ruined her voice so she can't play the role anymore, which yeah, is a shame. That's what I'm saying. I mean, what other options are there? I mean, I, I, mean, I guess well, they, I don't they know. Got, there's, um, the, there's the woman who did her in Assault on Arkham. She does a way better job, in my opinion. That's true. There's also yeah, uh, a different... Someone different is doing it in this uh, Batman and Harley animated movie that's coming out. Oh, yeah, soon. it's the woman from uh, Big Bang Theory. That's right. Yeah. It's Amy, or not Amy, Derp. Um, Bernadette. There you go. Uh, no, character names. Anyways. Okay, so... Yeah, and uh, just to briefly touch on the Catwoman trailer, because we're going to wrap this up, but... I... Yeah, I don't even know what to feel about Catwoman because like a lot of her stuff is very similar to Cheetah, honestly, with a whip, though. And half her trailer was her using interactables, so I'm like, well, they didn't really show a whole lot. Like, she was using... It's like, okay, she can throw this interactable. She can swing on this one. It's like, that's not really character-specific to her, so I don't know why we're featuring that in a trailer that's supposed to be there to feature like what the character can do. But she was doing a lot of claw-scratchy things and, you know quickly swipe to the left of the character and swipe to the right of the character and use her whip in some combos. But ultimately she, yeah, she, she was very similar to Cheetah, which obviously, well, I mean, they're go ahead. Cheetah, Cheetah has uh command grabs yeah, and Catwoman true. has long range attacks. 
Yeah, I'm not saying they well, play I feel, yeah, I the feel same, like but Catwoman is going to be more my style. Yeah, I meant more that the trailer didn't show. Like, I didn't feel like it yeah. did a good job to differentiate her a whole lot. They only showed her whip like maybe once or twice. Well, I wonder. So. I wonder if they figured she hasn't changed enough from the first game to show off or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, she's probably just she's probably another one that stayed remote or pretty close to the same, but then added a few more specials like Flash and stuff like that to change her up a little bit. Um, but yeah, so. And then we next week we have a breakdown of three more characters, including Grodd, and and then a week from that we have a breakdown of Ivy and whoever else. So I'm still really looking forward to Ivy's, but I'm so like cautiously optimistic, but extra emphasis on the cautious because they showed a little bit more of her in the Catwoman trailer, and at one point she's like holding like a vine like in her hand that looks like like it has a ball attached to it, so it's like a yo-yo or something <laughs> like it's like a it's like a chain mace or something i don't know it looked really weird and then she can bring vines up from the ground which that seems perfectly up her alley it's more the little like mace looking like the the cord mace or whatever the hell you want to call that i don't even know um yo-yo looking thing that's the one thing i'm not really sure what the hell to even expect from that i mean some of these could be abilities i have no idea but they said that Ivy plays like no one's expecting, and they're right. I have no idea what to expect here, so it could be anything at this point. But like, I'm really cautiously optimistic for her, hoping that she plays like a very fun character at the very least. So Honestly, that moment with Ivy was just like the most awkward part of the trailer, because there's just like no sound effects for like a, a good two, three seconds. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to think about her yet, so... I mean, she looks good, and I'm really obviously wanting to play her as a second or third. But I guess we'll find out in two weeks a better grasp, because until the character breakdowns, you really don't know what to expect on these. Even their trailers don't do the characters complete justice sometimes, so and it can be confusing on what's abilities and what's not. Um, but with that said, is there anything else that you guys want to touch upon? Um, Smokeman, did you want to talk about that whole mobile thing real quick? No. Okay. Me neither. Um, basically, <laughs> there was some preview article, I guess, of people that got their hands on the game, uh, the mobile game and the console game, like a, a brief, like maybe one chapter in story or something. And they're saying that the Injustice mobile game, once again, has characters in it that won't be in the console version. How they know that, I have no clue, because when the Injustice 1 mobile game came out, it did not feature characters that weren't in the console game. I mean, they were all... Those characters didn't come out until way later after the game had already been released. Dark, so Darkseid came out a year later. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know how this site would even know something like that. I mean, I highly doubt the mobile game is going to launch with characters that aren't in the console game. That just doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm going to give Netherrealm the benefit of the doubt on that one until we actually see that happen. But because to me that just sounds like bs and i don't know the credibility of the site either so i can't really speak to that at all it could just be some site making up stuff or misquoting stuff misrepresenting information who knows but um either way i'm not i'm not going to be surprised if there's characters in the mobile game that won't make the console game the amount of resources that goes into it obviously is greatly different what goes into making the character for a console game versus mobile game that's why we saw characters in the mobile game and not the console game because it's a completely different ball game. There's no real sense of balance for the mobile game other than very on its simplest scale, I guess. But anyways, that's a discussion I guess we could have once we get actual information on it that's concrete, not just some random site reporting on it. But on that note, guys, thank you, Smokeman, for joining us and filling in for those we are missing and just filling in in general because we're going to have you on at some point. And, uh, yeah, so we will see you guys next time for episode 61. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We will see you next time for Grodd and whoever the other two characters that they break down and whatever else they have to announce. On that note, you guys take care. Good night, everybody. Bye.
never win. <laughs>